Hello, I'm Dave Epstein, and thanks for listening to this edition of Growing Wisdom. Today, I'm going to be talking about outdoor watering. I'll concentrate a little bit on how to water your lawn. We'll talk about newly planted things, existing plants, drought, overwatering, and I'll do my best to try to give you an idea of what you should be doing at your own yard. It's impossible for me to know what type of soil you have, how much sun you have, how dry your soil is, when should you be watering, but I can give you a few tips on how to think about watering that will help your plants to thrive and do well throughout the growing season and beyond for that matter. I want to talk about lawns for a second. So I'm recording this podcast right now. I'm looking outside at my lawn. It's early April. We're actually at April 10th. We have had this particular year less rain than usual. So it's drier than average, but I have not put one drop of water on my lawn yet. And the reason for that is that when a lawn is waking up, and that's all it is doing right now this time of the year in the Northeast, the northern tier of the United States, these cool season grasses, those are the grasses which go dormant during the winter and come back in the spring, they are waking up and you don't want to water them as they're waking up. The reason for that is that not only is the grass greening up, you're seeing it grow, but the roots are also starting to go deeper and deeper to prepare that lawn for the long, dry summer ahead. And in many parts of the country, it is a long, hot, dry summer. And the stronger the roots that are created here in the spring, the better your lawn is going to be able to survive the summer, whether or not you irrigate or not. That's the key. Because if you don't irrigate, eventually your lawn, the northern cool grasses will go dormant, and then they'll come back in the fall when we get more rain. If you irrigate throughout the summer and keep your lawn green, which I have to admit that I do, I do irrigate my lawn. I don't need to do it a lot because of where I live, but nevertheless, I do add water because I like a green lawn. And in order to use the least amount of water possible, you want those roots really strong. So some years I can go an entire summer without watering my lawn at all. There's certain parts of my lawn that need water maybe once every 10 days, once every two weeks. I'm really fortunate in that I live near an area with a lot of really wet soils. So the lawn tends to stay green even in drought years without a lot of added water. That's the good news. Now, of course, if we have a watering ban, then my luck is out. But in general, we're allowed to water at least by hand or you know during one day or the other during the course of the week. In terms of your lawn... You don't want to start watering in April. That's basically the bottom line. Now, the exception to that would be if you've started a brand new lawn. Let's say that you are seeding your lawn in early spring. Obviously, you're going to need to keep it evenly moist to get the seeds to germinate. I don't recommend starting a lawn in spring. That's a whole nother discussion, but basically fall's the best time to grow a lawn. If you have to do it in the spring, sometimes you just have to. You know, you're you're landscaping a new area. Maybe you're a builder and you're putting a lawn in, so you've got to do it and you don't want to do sod. Or you're overseeding, you have a really thin lawn and you've put some seed down and it's really dry and you want that seed to stay evenly moist. Those are cases in which you're going to have to water. Now, in terms of how much water, in May or June, when maybe you do start watering, you might need water once or twice a week. But as you get towards late June, July and August, you might need water two to three times a week. The thing that I recommend is about, and it, it depends on your soil type, but about an inch of water per week in the core of the growing season. Now, if we're experiencing a heat wave, you might need to do that a little bit more. If it's raining, obviously you need to do it a little bit less. Get yourself a rain gauge. That way you know how much rain 
uh, is falling out of the sky. And also you can put the rain gauge out for your irrigation to know that, hey, if you leave your irrigation on for, say, 30 minutes, that gives you a quarter of an inch of rain. If you leave it on for an hour, that gives you an inch of rain. I also recommend watering less frequently but deeper. So each of those waterings with irrigation, I like to do at least a quarter of an inch to a third of an inch, and that way you're doing generally about three times a week gives me the inch. If you water every single day just a little bit, you're tending not to get the water deep, and again, you're not encouraging those roots of your grass to go really deep, and that's the thing you want to do. You want the topsoil to dry out. You want the moisture to be down a little bit lower. You want the roots of the grass to grow down a little bit lower as well, and that's going to help to thicken your lawn. It's going to help the lawn to just be a better uh, a better plant. Frankly, if you think about it, your lawn is just a bunch of plants. It's just a bunch of grass plants all knitted together. And the soil being evenly moist down low is much better than the soil being moist at the top and dry down low. That's not going to encourage those strong roots that I talk about. Water in the morning. That's also really important. You don't want to water after about nine o'clock in the morning during the course of the spring, summer, and even into the fall. The reason for that is that if you water, say, at noontime, number one, you're evaporating a lot of the water because the sun's strong. The air is generally pretty warm and dry. And also, you're putting water down on the lawn, which the sun can create little areas which can actually burn. If you water later in the day, you might say, well, wait a second, let me water later in the day. There's not going to be much evaporation. So you decide you're going to put it on at sunset. Well, then what you're doing is you're leaving your lawn wet all night and that's promoting disease. So that's not any good because now you have this wet lawn. It's summer, it's humid, and you've got fungus and all that growing. So by watering very early in the morning, I like to water around five o'clock in the morning, finish up by seven. Everything dries out really nicely. The lawn's happy. It's not promoting disease. And that really helps a lot. Now, in terms of fertilizer, I'm not a big fertilization guy. I do put some fertilizer down early in the spring and again later in the summer or early fall. Uh, generally, my lawn's pretty healthy without a lot of fertilizer. If you are using fertilizer, you want to use something that's slow-release nitrogen. Look for that. These products that you see out there that say green up really fast, it's basically like throwing tons of nitrogen onto it. It greens up really fast, but then it's going to kind of go down after that and not be as healthy. So you don't want to use those really fast green up products. They're just not as good. Slow is better. Give yourself a little bit of time. Also, it's a good idea to water a lot of those products and follow the directions on them. Uh, there's so many products out there, I could never uh, tell you all about them, but the slow-release nitrogen is really important. And also, uh, you know, if it's going to rain really heavily, you don't want to put those products down because they end up in the watershed and you want them just in your lawn if you can help it. Less is more. You know, try not to use uh, a lot of fertilizers on your lawn. It's just not good for the environment. So be a little bit of a minimalist when it comes to that. Now, in terms of watering other things, I don't water any trees or shrubs again in April or May unless it's incredibly dry, and that's because of the same reasons I just talked about with the lawn. You want those roots to go down a lot deeper. Again, the exceptions. If you're moving plants, so I've already moved a few plants. I moved a couple of perennials in March. We didn't have much snow around here, so I was able to get into the ground. I moved those. If it's dry around the soil, you definitely want to water those. And when you're watering, it's not that you need to water around the plant at a distance, you need to water, especially if you have newly planted things, 
closer to the base of the plant. If you think about it, when you bought that plant and you pulled it out of the container and you had the roots, let's say they went out a foot and now you're watering two feet away from the plant, well, that's not helping those new roots. So you want to encourage new roots by watering right where the roots are when you plant that plant. Keep the area around it also evenly moist and don't overwater. Roots are looking for water. And if you have your soil too moist, they are not going to look for water and they're not going to grow and you're actually going to rot your plant. So again, evenly moist. You know, when you put a new plant in, you water it, the soil's nice and moist, and then just leave it alone for a little while. Uh, check your soil a couple of inches down. Check your soil of that root ball. Really get your finger in there. Go down two or three inches. How moist is it? If it's moist and they told you to water every other day, but it's moist, stop. You're watering too much. You don't need to do that. So uh, again, we haven't had much rain, but I've been going around to my garden and checking the soil and where I have mulch especially, you know, there's a couple of inches of, of leaves. I, I crush my leaves up and I put them on top of uh, my gardens. I actually reuse all the leaves and I go under those leaves and the soil's still moist and we've had very little rain. So why would I water? It doesn't matter that we haven't had a lot of rain. The soil has adequate moisture. The plants are getting the moisture they need. So don't water. So the bottom line here when it comes to watering is check, check, check that soil. Check it a couple of inches down, two to three, even four inches down. If it's dry in that location, definitely you're going to need to water. In terms of containers, different story. I've already been watering my containers. They tend to dry out much quicker. Clay pots will dry out so fast you might have to water them twice a day in the heat of summer. Whereas plastic pots, and this is one of the reasons why I tend to not use a lot of clay pots on plants that need much water, is because they don't dry out as fast. So I'm using these plastic pots a little more. Once a day, usually in the morning, again, same reasons I talked about. Water the plants, heavily soak them, lift them up. You'll get a feeling for what a, a container that is moist feels like. The weight of it will feel very different than a dry container. So I can just walk around the yard and lift them and say, oh, that needs water, that doesn't need water. And literally, I, I just know by not even touching the soil because once the moisture goes out, the plants get so much lighter, the plant in the container gets so much lighter. Containers in shade will need less water than containers in full sun. And also containers that are really actively growing will need uh, more water than those containers where maybe you don't have as much growth going on. The other thing is that some of those uh, clay containers are really good for some of your succulents. So I have a cactus. It's not really hardy. I move it outside every summer and it's a great plant and it loves being in the clay because I almost can't overwater it. And that's a good thing. And that's the other thing. Uh, containers that are sitting in water, that's not good either. You're not encouraging root growth. You're actually encouraging root rot. So that can be a problem. So you want to watch for that as well. So too much water, that's bad. Too little water, obviously that's bad as well. And in terms of fertilizing while you're watering, I like to use a liquid fertilizer. I use uh, all sorts of different organic products. I mix them up. Probably every other watering in the containers, I'm using some of those slow nitrogen or other products where I want things to bloom. It just depends on what I'm doing. And you know, when you go out to your garden centers, look for products which are specific to what you're growing. So if you're growing tomatoes and you want to use a liquid fertilizer, you know, there's one type of fertilizer to use. If you're growing citrus, you'd use another type of fertilizer because the fertilizers are specific to the different types of plants. And I can talk more about that in another podcast. So I hope this is helpful in terms of watering. Uh, it is not that complicated. You just have to, you know, Check, check, check. Use your fingers. Check down a couple of inches 
And uh, if you have any questions, you can always email me, dave at growingwisdom.com. Check out my Twitter feed, Growing Wisdom, on Twitter. Happy to help you there. And we also have a daily weather forecast called Weather Wisdom, and that's a podcast. And you can check that out where you get your favorite podcast. Have a great day.